What's up, everyone? This is the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined by Rich, as well as Kenny, who will be part of our normal lineup with your average everyday Chiefs talk. You can now actually check us out on our Facebook and Spotify pages for our latest podcast episodes, along with various other streaming platforms. Now, let me tell you guys, uh, how was how was Rich and uh, Kenny? How are you guys doing today? I'm pretty good. We have a new left tackle, so I'm doing amazing. Right. No, it's I, I totally agree with you. And that's a, that I was going to actually kick off with, obviously, you know, get into that just right away because um, I think this episode, we were already looking forward to talking about this uh, as soon as uh, the news broke um, about us requiring um, the left tackle from the Baltimore Ravens, Orlando Brown Jr. And I think, uh, you know, just as – you know, us uh, talking about it, we are definitely like really thrilled about this move. Like we wanted, you know, looking to see get him for the longest time now. But um, this is a, a move that I think all Chiefs fans are going to be happy about, and um, you know, definitely will fall in love with this guy. I believe, um, you know, for us on our team. But uh, oh, I, I guess I'll start off first with uh, Rich. What are your thoughts on this uh, transaction of our, our new left, left tackle? I love it. I love every single bit of the trade from. Obviously, the player we acquired to the picks we gave up to even the second-round pick we got. Um, Brett Veach had a, a press conference a few hours before making that trade and basically lied to us, said that, um, you know, nothing was really happening. And, you, you know, dang well that two hours prior, there was already some motion with that. Um, so I love it since the first time he said – Orlando Brown said he wanted to play left tackle for the Ravens, which basically meant that they had to pick him or Ronnie Stanley – I've said it in our group chat, right? We have to go get him, give him our first-round pick. I'd rather take a proven guy, two-time pro bowler, um, three years in the league, over a, over, over a rookie. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I love it. Um, I could talk about Orlando Brown and, and, and this trade for days. But, Kenny, how excited were you? What were your thoughts on, on the trade whenever you first heard about it? I was shocked. But at the same time, excited because first I couldn't believe the Ravens actually traded right the off. They're one of the best offensive lines to us, that a team that they can't beat in the what, last three seasons in the playoffs. Or <laughs> right, just a good point. Makes no sense. No, it don't. So <laughs> honestly, I'm just excited. And that's Beach had one job this off season, and it's to fix the offensive line, and he did it. Protect Mahomes. So, so, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I mean, to get someone like this guy, I mean, it, it, to even be uh, – to be quite honest with you, it's even funny to say he's even younger than Mahomes is. I mean, like, that's yes. that's how young this guy is. And uh, to already be, um, you know, a force and, uh, you know, Pro Bowl or whatnot, you know, about to be 25 actually here in uh, May 2nd, it looks like. So, yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's still – really young, but uh, to go along with what we already have in our offense line that we've acquired with, uh, you know, uh, Joe, with Joe Thune and then Austin Blythe, uh, Kyle Long, uh, you know, just to go along with those guys we've already got. And, yeah, I, I mean, I think our offensive line is, you know, pretty set if it stays the way. Even if we were to, you know, get Swartz back later in the season would be, I think, the icing on the top. But I think going into the season now, it's, it's looking really good. Well, and for the Chiefs, I mean, just think about what Brett Beach did, right? Going over the 
the picks that we gave up, right? We gave up a first-round pick this year, a third-round pick this year, a fourth-round pick this year, and a fifth-round for next year. In return, we got Orlando Brown Jr., a proven right and left tackle in the NFL, at, what, 24 years old, 25 next month. We acquired a second-round pick. So we basically have, in my opinion, we have, like, an early second-round pick or a late first-round pick with two second-round picks. And then we got a six-round pick um, for next year, right? So what I don't understand, and I still can't wrap my head, is what Kenny mentioned. How in the world did the Baltimore Ravens say, let's trade arguably one of our top three offensive linemen to the team that we cannot beat, our biggest AFC rival, the AFC champs for two of the last three years, Let's make them stronger. Let's fill the hole they need to protect their franchise quarterback. So let's make it even harder for us to beat these guys. I just don't understand how Brett did that. How how that is an amazing sell job that he did to um, Eric DaCosta um, of the Baltimore Ravens. But you know, as a Chiefs fan, I love it because we got our bookend left tackle about to be twenty five years old. If that man is a Kansas City Chief for life. He is here for another, you could say, seven to ten years. So I'm ecstatic about it. I love it. I've wanted it since the first day he he mentioned it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys can can hear the excitement in my voice with um, getting a a bookend left tackle. Stuff like this just doesn't normally happen to Chiefs fans, right? No, but doesn't this trade, not the trade, the scenario look familiar? Yeah, Frank Clark again. Yep. Yeah, and it's Frank Clark once again. Frank Clark, and uh, instead of the offensive line, the whole defense, except Chris Jones, was the only one that stayed. And look what happened. We won the Super Bowl that same year. So, like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised, but I still I still can't believe they actually traded with us. You know what I'm saying? But I still think like it's kind of like it's almost a second round uh, draft pick we traded. Right. So, man, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it's a steal. And I feel like they got hustled, but uh, yeah, he knows what yeah, he's I'm, doing. He's the man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's funny you even hear people like, man, even the Raiders wouldn't do something like that. You know, people <laughs> are on the division would not do something like that, let alone a team that, that has been, you know, I would say one of the best teams, top teams in the AFC, to just give away, you know, a, line, a left tackle. I'm sorry, just like that to us is just incredible and, I mean, yeah, like you said, basically, if you look at the what you know, Rich was saying about the with picks we got back in return. I mean, I think it was a steal with, you know, you're getting that for that. Like I said, that uh, you know, it's a swap there with that with him in the first round, mm-hmm. first rounder, and then you know, picking up that extra second. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, overall, I think we're definitely going to um, yeah, like like this move. The only thing I will say though is it's great that we got him. But now um, we got to look and obviously, and Beach is probably they thought about this when they made the deal is we got to get them extended. I mean that's that's point blank because all of this goes to waste if we don't you know only have them for one year. And I guess I wouldn't say a waste if we win a championship this year, right? Right. Championship, yep. right? But um, you want to keep somebody like that around you know long enough. I would hope with what they did. But yeah, I mean, and we, we can... were about to pay Trent Williams I think north of twenty million dollars, right? North of nineteen million dollars for correct. Um, I don't think we were quite offering him the length that San Francisco did, but 
we're going to pay a guy, I think that's 31 years old. Instead, we're going to be paying a guy who's going to be 25 years old, maybe somewhere between 15 to 20 million. Um, when, you know, after COVID um, is technically, let's say, controlled and, and, and the salary cap goes back up like it normally would have, that 20 million is really going to be like 15 million, right? And to protect Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be worth it. So like you said, Scott, and we still got to figure that part out. I've read that, of course. I mean, he'll obviously play his this this last year out as much as he can. Um, but even just listening to his introductory press conference today, I mean, I heard a 24 year old who is mature. You can definitely tell that he was raised in a in a family where someone else was a professional athlete because he's very mature, very professional, have the right ideas. Right? Talked about being a chief for life, not only you know wanting to make the move from right tackle to left tackle because, um, you know, it was a, it was a dream of us from being a little kid, his dad telling him, don't watch me, the right tackle, watch Jonathan Ogden, the left tackle. So it's yep. a lifelong dream of his, but then of course the financial aspect of it, right? Left tackles get paid more than right tackles for right-handed quarterbacks. It's common sense. Um, but he didn't really mention that much. And that's what I liked is that, you know, of course, any human being, right. Is any adult is thinking about the financial aspect of their job. But he mentioned, like I said, being an all-time great, you know, carrying his father's legacy and, and, and achieving playing left tackle like his dad wanted. Um, and then, you know, winning championships with the Chiefs. And then the part that I really, really liked is when he said, Patrick Mahomes shouldn't run around because of me. You know, I need <laughs> to protect him. I need to keep him clean. Um, and it's something that I recommend everyone go watch, right? Is, I think it was about eight, eight to ten minutes long. Um, and everything, it's what you want to hear from your franchise left tackle. So, um, again, right, my excitement can not be contained. I'm sure you guys can hear the big old smile on my face for, you know, the fact that we got an up and coming left tackle in the game to protect Patrick Mahomes and barring everyone stays healthy. Um, we won't have to see that man run around that much anymore. But what, uh, what if the Chiefs tag him next year? Hey, that's, that's a good $20 million that I will gladly spend. I mean, not me spend, right, but I will have no issue. <laughs> yeah. But do you think he would have an issue like he had an issue in in Baltimore? That's a good question, right? Um, you know, I mean, you could do the Le'Veon Bell thing. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell is the exception. People like Allen Robinson. I mean, even Chris Jones for a while, right? Um, you know, I think that's just, a, for the most part, people that sign their franchise tender – have the intent to work out a deal. They just need more time. Um, and one thing I mentioned in our group chat, right, guys, is if Brett Beach can figure something out ahead of the market, right, if he can if he can pay Orlando Brown, I don't know, some, somewhere between 15 and $17 million and make it, like, high guarantee so that it's not such a huge cap hit, um, you know, why not, right? Because, I mean, look at what he did with Travis Kelsey's contract it's ahead of the game and it's actually a team friendly deal. And so is Patrick Mahomes is even though, you know, it's half a billion dollars. So I, so agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just, there, there's, there's so much upside to this deal. I mean, so many different aspects that. It's hard to say anything wrong about it. Right. Yeah. We mentioned it earlier, right? Let's just say we don't resign him. Um, or, or, or we win the Super Bowl and we don't resign him. Is that is that losing that one draft pick um, that much of a big deal for me? No, you know, um, oh, that's two it. Super Bowls in three years. So 
But I think yeah. we'll work it out. I mean, like I said, the guy, he, he's more about his legacy and doing well in the NFL. Um, and what, you know, better team than, you know, the hottest team in the NFL at the moment, which is still the Chiefs, so. Yeah. Yep, totally agree. I do I do have a trivia question for you guys real quick. Um, so, you know, we all know about the new NFL rules as far as people changing their numbers and all that. We <laughs> all have different opinions on that, but. So, so far, he, uh, as of right now, he's slated to be number 78. So, um, you know, we all know, or we hope you guys will know this, but who was one of probably the greatest Chiefs players of all time to wear number 78? I'm so bad with numbers. I, I, I can barely remember current players, so I'm definitely going to strike out on this one. Ooh. You got an opinion, Kenny? Was he offense or defense? Uh, he was all actually. He was on the defensive side, um, so yeah, it's not not we're at the same position, but uh, still one of our greats. Hmm. Go ahead and tell us. Go ahead. Just go ahead and tell us I think you're struggling about too. But it is uh, Bobby Bell, uh, oh. former Hall of Fame linebacker. Ooh, uh, so that. yeah. So he's got a lot to live up to that 78, even though he's an offensive lineman, so he's not on the defense. But uh, he still has – but I, I think he'll – Is that a for sure thing that he's going to be wearing 78? No, no. It's just oh, okay. it's funny because some of the reason, even though the Chiefs haven't announced his uh, you know, actual number yet, I've just done some research on some pages, and um, I know like a few of them had 78 just because that's what he wore in Baltimore. So I think it's kind of like, you know, sometimes they put the automatic default there um, if that new team doesn't have that number. But, um, but yeah. Um, what number can the op- uh, offensive line change to? Like, what's the – Theirs what's the didn't change, right? Their stayed – Theirs didn't the change. I believe it's still anywhere from uh, 50 to 79, I believe. Yeah, 50 to 79, yep. 79. But, yeah, I just wanted to add that that uh, kind of a little, you know – added note there in there that uh you know 78 does have a pretty big oh yeah that side of the ball but um you know so yeah so as of uh you know you know as we uh you know had talked about Orlando Brown and you know we were going to get into on this episode talking about who we all thought we were going to take for our first overall pick well technically he is a first overall pick so we'll just go ahead and dive into (laughs) the rest of who we think um, what we'll take in the this year's uh, NFL draft. And, you know, we'll kick it off with that second round, which now we have two picks. We have the number 58 and the number and number 63. So, uh, you know, Kenny, what are, your, what are your thoughts, if you have any, about, you know, who we might pick in the second round? What I'm hoping to pick is a wide receiver or a tight end to give Mahomes more weapons. Because Kelsey can't. I mean, honestly, Kelsey, he gets hurt. What do we have? Tyreek Hill, Marshall <laughs> right. Robinson. We really don't have. Honestly, we don't have. We only have one weapon, and that's Tyreek Hill, the obviously our best wide receiver. But if he's out or if he's covered, double covered, or anything, we don't have no one else. So I'd rather have another wide receiver, a number two, or if not, another tight end that can help Mahomes. Uh, so that's what I would do. Honestly, I would go with uh, a wide receiver, tight end first, with our first, second pick. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I mean, um, again, right, listening, I'll reference Veach's press conference before the Orlando Brown Jr. trade, and he talked about something which is pretty interesting. He talked about getting into pockets of the draft where players 
have high value, right? That late mm-hmm. first round pick, he didn't see a lot of value there, which is why he said, let me go get somebody of value like Orlando Brown. And then he got some late second round picks, which he sees a lot more value in. And, and looking at the players that the draft media folks say will be available, I mean, wide receivers, without a doubt, something that we'll go deep into about the third round before you start taking some big chances. Um, and two names that I would I would love to see the Chiefs go after with one of those two second-round picks is Tylen Wallace, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. So for you Big 12 fans, I'm sure you've heard the name. He's been dominating the Big 12 for the last two years. Guy can catch. He's definitely more of a – he's speedy, but he, he can he uses his hands a lot. Um, so he's, he's a little bit – more than just a speedster, um, can do it all. So, like I said, Tylen Wallace, Oklahoma State wide receiver. Um, and then the other one, which um, I know our Carolina native will appreciate, is Dwami Brown, the wide receiver from the University of North Carolina. He's also, also <laughs> the same kind of wide receiver, right? Possession, not like Larry Fitzgerald type possession, but more of a Jarvis Landry um, can catch, you know, really anywhere on the field. I think he'll do a good job of not only stretching the field, but catching anything in between. So um, I really like wide receiver because I think after, like, in the third round, which, I mean, we don't have any third round picks, but the fourth, you're starting to take bigger chances on on folks then. Um, and really my other one in the, in the second round, so if we're going wide receiver with one of them, I want to see us go get Frank Clark's counterpart, right? Um, the guy that can come in on rotation, learn from Frank Clark, Chris Jones, um, and any of the other defensive defensive linemen. Um, the thing there is just depending how the first round goes, um, you know, four defensive ends could be gone um, by then. Um, but that leaves us with, you know, there's there's prospect there's a prospect out of Texas and Joseph Asai, um, which I know Kenny, you're you know you're you're always glad that Chiefs have Texas Longhorns. Um, there's a very athletic defensive end in Jason Oway from Penn State. So, again, wide receiver, defensive end, um, really best player available. Scott, what were you thinking, let's say, for those second-round picks? Second-round picks, uh, you know, even, you know, it did change a little bit with my, you know, how I wanted the draft to go, obviously, since we got Orlando Brown. But uh, I think now with that extra second-round pick, uh, I think still for me, it's still wide receiver linebacker. Um, like you had mentioned, you know, obviously Brown from North Carolina, who's um, I think he's just going to, he's going to have great. I think he's going to have some great talent and fit with our offense pretty well. If we can pick him up, that's if he slides that far, who knows if he's going to make it that far. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, I had, I had done um, not too many mocks, but I had picked up, you know, one that I've done, and uh, I, I liked this Cox guy from uh, LSU. I had done some little bit of research on him, and I think he'd be a good fit for our team. And uh, I mean, that in the middle there on the defensive side, uh, we got him in the second round too as well. Um, but yeah, he's uh, you know, a very athletic linebacker. Um, yeah, transferred to LSU, and he definitely fits the modern day NFL linebacker. Right? Remember back in the old days, you had one of those big Ray Lewis types. Yes. Um, now it's more or Derek Johnson. Right now it's more those like hybrid, really big safeties. Um, and Jabril Cox fits that profile perfectly. Yep, totally agree. Um, and then, and then, pretty much going in after that, uh, our next picks uh, looks like we have the in the fourth round. 
I believe it's the 144th pick. I'm not sure. It's either the 144th or 145th. Like it's somewhere. It's one of those two picks, but I believe it's 144. Um, you know what? What is something that uh, Rich, you think you might might be looking there that fourth rounder? So let's say with that second round pick, we take care of wide receiver at one of those spots, and then let's say we go with what you mentioned, Scott, and we get a linebacker. You know, then we start looking at, in my opinion, either the future. Um, our future center, maybe even our future guard. Um, names like Creed Humphrey. Um, I completely forgot his first name. Jackson, the, the center out of Kentucky. Um, but Creed Humphrey is the center out of Oklahoma. If we, if he how, if he by some way ended up being available in the fourth round, which I don't think he will be, that would be an amazing pick for us. Um, but really there, to me, it's all about adding depth to some of those spots where maybe people are, our players are getting older um, or aren't performing as well. And then we started adding depth. Um, in my opinion, this is also where we can start taking a chance on some of those uncertain tight ends. Um, there's a guy that everyone keeps talking about from Notre Dame in, in Tommy Trimble. Um, if you guys haven't watched him much, go check him out. He's a really athletic tight end. Um, so I see somewhere on that fourth pick being appropriate for him. And that's to me where you can start kind of taking a chance on those uh, on those uncertain players, right? Um, you guys know me being a Miami Hurricanes fan. If Brevin Jordan were to some way slide to the fourth round, snatch him up. And I know the Chiefs did talk to him in the pre-draft process, but I think he's gone in the third round. So tight end for me would be a good spot there. Kenny, when, why not? What were seconds? you? What's that? Well, what? When? Why not take him? on one of those uh, second round picks? Um, I think it just, it's that value. It's, mm, you know, yeah. Um, if we had a yeah, third round pick, I would feel okay. But, um, but yeah, let's say a third round pick, I think would have been appropriate, but second, who knows? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, knowing me, I would just take yeah, I'll take him in the second round pick, but I'm just a regular fan, so you probably know more than me. You're a, you're the college guy. You're the, yeah, you know more than me. Well, and like, yeah. um, I know Scott, you had mentioned linebacker right in, in one of those second round picks. Um, I know I had talked about defensive end, so I'm all for if we went if we were to go linebacker and wide receiver in the second round, and then fourth round go. Um, defensive end, because there's also going to be some talent there. Another big name I'm a fan of is uh, Patrick Jones, defensive end. He's your right defensive end, right? So he's the, the speedy one that goes against the left tackles out of Pittsburgh. He's a pretty good player there. And then um, for Kenny, I know you're a fan of I Am Athlete and the House of Athlete with Brandon Marshall. Oh, yes. um, Patrick Johnson is actually uh, one of the athletes that um, is signed with House of Athlete. Um, TV show you can follow on Fox Sports, and he's a he's a pretty good defensive end from Tulane. Seems like a pretty good guy, you know, grounded, um, you know, the type of player the Chiefs like because he's very athletic. So that's another name for me. I'm from a defensive end perspective. What about corners? Well, actually, it's it's a it's a, actually a topic that I was actually going to bring up with the fourth round pick. Um, you know, corners also. Another area that um, even though, I mean, I think we're actually pretty solid there right now, even not even bringing Breland back. I mean, I think I like the youth that we have there with Ward 
And, um, you know, we got Fenton, also got the rookie from last year, Sneed, who's played really excellent. And we don't even know what we have in DeAndre Baker yet. I mean, we know he uh, really know, had point. some problems in, in New York and, you know, picked him up pretty much a steal. You know, just and I know he got hurt last year and, um, you know, hopefully he'll come back and contribute to the team this year. But, um, you know, looking at that cornerback position, uh, I mean, there's there's some good, you know, choices out there that we might be able to pick up too as well. You know, I had one. Um, you know, obviously going, uh, you know, sort of late there in the fourth round with Tay Go- uh, Gowen from Central Florida. Yeah, he's um, a speedster. Yeah, he's fly. Right. He, I, it looks like he had, um, he only actually had uh, one, like, real college, actually one, like, season that he had in college football in 2019 because he actually opted out last year. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a little bit of that, you know, off year there. But, uh, I mean, I, I think – He's a guy you can look at. Um, you know, and I've heard some Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. I've heard that name out there as well. Um, so I think, I mean, there's, a, there's some guys out there that, you know, they're in that fourth round. If they're available, you know, could be taking a chance there as well. Yeah, and one thing I looked at, let's say with corners, because in um, one of the mocks that I – I mean, that's what I do all day or sometimes, right, it's nothing but mocks, is um, I know Beach usually likes to get his corners 5'11 and taller. Um, and both of those guys fit that. Like, Tay Gowan, I've watched some some YouTube game footage, right, not just highlights, um, of him. And he's really athletic, really fast. Um, and, again, right, that kind of always fits that theme that, that Brett Beach likes. Because let me get some athletes, and we'll coach him up and turn him into ballers. And, I mean, LeJarius Sneed is going to end up being one of the best corners in the league here within the next year or so. Yep. Well, I agree. Well, I'll just kind of round up here. We got, I know we have uh, two fifths and a sixth. And I know as you get later in the draft, a lot of it's just, you know, you throw it up or you, you throw it up in the air or you have a little, you know, board and you just throw paper out, let it stick. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. But, I um, mean, you know, as we are further in the draft, and let's just say, for instance, we kind of go what we say, like wide receiver, linebacker, and, you know, per, you know, kicks, we'll just say we took a, you know, defensive end in the fourth round. Um, you know, for those last, you know, fifth round, sixth rounds, where do you think Kenny will we just kind of, you know, pick up some depth in some areas? Or, uh, I mean, where do you, where do you, where do you think about those? I think those last, last couple of rounds, I always pick up some depth. And just, just like uh, the unrestricted uh, free agents, or the, not the unrestricted free agents. Yeah, drafted free agents. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's what I meant. So, yeah, that's what, uh, that's all about that. So, I always pick some of those players up and uh and I'll be fine with those so I mean that's just my opinion on that what do you think Rich yeah I mean to Scott's point right let's say we address linebacker wide receiver in round two we go for tight end or defensive end in round four round five um I'd be looking at you know some corners some projects there um and I know this may not be of a popular opinion, but even in that late five or maybe even the six pick with it being our last one, even though I don't like taking special teamers um, with draft picks, that's, those are people you can pick up post-draft. Um, I'm not sold on our punter. So if we got a punter, um, you know, with our six-round pick, um, I'd be fine with that too. But when you only have six picks, I don't think that's going to be something we wasted on. What's wrong with our punter? He can't punt. 
can't do his job. <laughs> hey, he was okay. There was a week last year where he was special teams player of the year. So I don't want to hear that he can't punt. But I, I mean, I will say overall, you know, there he's he's probably not the punter that we were used to when we had Colquitt. Yeah, exactly. And, and wife, pretty high. Right. You know what? I wouldn't mind getting a new kicker. That guy, <laughs> Ooh, that guy, that's bold. That guy. Hey, hey, that's he a that's a that's a hot top. Out by the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. You missed quite a bit last well, year, and it was because the games. it was because our punt, our new punter, was the holder. So, see, I'm, it's simple math. Take out the punter, get a better one. Guy that can pump better and hold the ball better, so Butker doesn't miss chip shots. Yeah, and you never know. I mean, it's a lot to do with the, you know, even the, uh, you know, long snapper. But I mean, it, it, like you said, I think for the most part, it, it's it's getting that timing down between the snap from the punter and and the kicker too as well. And you know, like I said, they figured it out. So we'll see what happens in this next season. So overall, guys, I mean, it sounds like. All of us are in agreement that we would like linebacker, wide receiver, tight end, some kind of defensive lineman, ideally an edge, you know, a future edge rotation rusher, corner to solidify, you know, to maybe battle with Baker, Ward, um, well, whenever Baker's back. And then just that they're really at the end. Yeah, totally agree. And you have any uh, final thoughts, Kenny? Um, I just hope they – to pick players that we need, not like a. They don't get another running back. <laughs> no, nah, not another running back or what was that guy's name on our defensive line that really didn't play much this past season? Oh, Kalen Saunders. Yeah, the one who does backflips. Yeah. Yeah, that's about yeah. all he's done, right? Is hey, I was I was high on the guy, but you know, it's <laughs> starting, starting, to be, starting to look as well as I thought. So we'll see on that. But yeah, yeah, he's a definite project player. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I want is get players that have fill up the roster and. Players we actually need for the future, not for right. the but you never know. Anything can happen. Yeah, well, hey, that definitely... cool thing, Scott. Right, we get to whoever we pick on Friday. We get to hopefully talk to them on on Saturday, right at the Chiefs draft event. Yeah, Chiefs draft event on uh, Saturday for season ticket members. It's going to be uh, hopefully a nice day outside, not raining or anything as well, and be able to meet some of those picks that we got uh, from this. Uh, First two days. Friday. Yeah, yep. definitely. Fun stuff. Yep. Well, guys, uh, that that will pretty much be it for today's episode. Uh, we will be back next week with our post-draft thoughts. Um, so until then, thanks for listening, and go Chiefs. <laughs>